0: This is the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast, presented by eCity Interactive. eCity creates websites, marketing campaigns, and magic for higher ed institutions, large and small. Every digital challenge has a solution. eCity's talented team of problem solvers will help you find yours. And now, here's your host, Stephen App. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast. Uh, Really fun show today. Uh, My guest is Michelle bartonico She's the director of marketing and communications at Trinity University, where she oversees the strategic marketing and communications plans for pretty much everything, uh, including admissions, brand awareness, alumni relations, career development, advancement. She does everything from offline marketing to uh, SEO and of course, what we're going to talk about today, which is creating marketing kits for brand ambassadors. So a lot to discuss today. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, Michelle Bartonica, welcome to the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: So let's start with the obvious here. How exactly did you come up with the idea for this ambassador kit? And what was the main issue that you were trying to solve?
1: Yeah, so the idea was derived from a series of brainstorms about all the different ways that we could provide information to who we defined as our brand ambassadors. So alumni, staff, faculty, students, anybody who might want to have tools in place to show their tiger pride, whether or not that was through screensavers or ringtones that they could download in the app store or information about just kind of the enrollment profile of students. So. We sat down and brainstormed those things and then thought, okay, how do we distribute this kind of content? And instead of coming up with a series of emails that we would distribute to people, hoping that they would read all of them, we created a single place to access the information. The problem we were trying to solve, uh, or the challenge, is how do we educate and empower who we think are our greatest brand ambassadors, both to our benefit, you know, somewhat selfishly, but also to to their benefit, and you know that's really where the items within these kits come into play, um, making sure that we have information or we have fun things that people would actually use and find value from.
0: You mentioned screensavers and ringtones. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about what exactly is in this ambassador kit.
1: Yeah. So the The ambassador kit overall has kind of evolved um, as a tool. Um, so, a couple of years ago, we we created this kit, and I'm doing air quotes right now. But marketing.trinity.edu is the URL for the kit. And initially, uh, we had put our advertising designs out there, thinking, okay, well, you know, in an attempt to be really transparent about the ads and the information we're putting out in market. And then to better inform and educate brand ambassadors, let's put our designs out there. Let's show them kind of the the facts and things that we're we're using to promote the brand. And, you know, over time and with some input from people, we thought, okay, that's probably not what people are looking for in this kit. And so we made some adjustments and really made the kit um, literally a tiger ambassador kit. And so the, the kinds of items that are in there, we've categorized as get to know Trinity, get to know your fellow Tigers, and then show your Tiger pride. And so it's it's also written in a way where it's a little bit more um, personal um, and it's not really the institution talking at you. It's just kind of saying, hey, if you have Tiger pride but don't know what to do with it, here are some items that you might want to download. So we've got everything from fact sheets, our latest rankings, um, and those are particularly important for our alumni who you know, want to make sure that uh, the university is continuing to grow the value of their degree. So the rankings, fact sheets, um, any kind of brand messages. Um, We've also included a virtual tour of campus. So if it's been years since they've been to campus or they just want to check out interviews or photos uh, from around the campus, they can do that. And so, yeah, we've got um, Tiger at Heart, pro tips and so those are just ways to connect with the university whether it be social media or through hashtags um, so all, all kinds of stuff um, get to know your fellow tigers these are where we place our alumni spotlights and on our faculty spotlights as well so anytime we we do a story on our alums you know we, we put it here and so they're they're able to go to this alumni spotlight page and then sort by a class year or department or type in the name of someone to see if we've written a story about them. So it really just hopefully creates a single place where people can get valuable information and then also interact with it as well.
0: When most people think of ambassador kits, I think they think of t-shirts and stickers and very tangible items, but you've gone in a very different direction and made this really more of a digital ambassador kit. Can you talk us through how you came up with that idea?
1: Yeah, so you know we know that our ambassadors are all over the world, and so it's it's not sustainable for um, us to be kind of mailing these these items out there. And I I didn't touch on this earlier, but we do actually have a physical kit, but I'll kind of get to that in a second. But definitely the 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 scope was digital first, and I mean that's how we think in general in the department: digital first. Um, and you know, making it mobile friendly and things like that, um, and it just—it just seemed to be that most of the ways that we were that we were asking people to engage with us as a university and then with each other were digital. They were on social media. They were through ringtones. They were things that were easily digested online. And so, we definitely took the route of digital, both because it's unsustainable to kind of be mailing things all over the place but because it allows people to have the latest and greatest information and feel like they're getting the inside scoop as quickly as anybody who was physically here on campus. So that, those were some of the reasons why we picked kind of this digital ambassador kit. But we did add a component of this where we physically are allowing people to request a, a Tiger ambassador kit. And people, you know, from, from people who teach, um, whether or not they're an alum or not, but they'll want pennants and pencils and things like that for their schools. And we thought, well, if we're going to be mailing some of those things out anyway, why not just embed this form in our ambassador kit? Because we've got this nice picture here of literally a box with stuff in it. So we created this form where people can request this kit.
0: So is that kit that you just mentioned a completely separate ambassador kit than the digital one that we've been discussing?
1: It is. So it's more custom, so if you are a teacher and you happen to be a Trinity alum, you might go to this forum and say, you know, hey, I'm a Trinity alum. Um, you'd select a couple check boxes. Um, it also asks you, are you a teacher or counselor and want this kit for your school, yes or no? And then the comment section is where you might say, I teach a high school class and we all wear size medium shirts and I need 50 of them. And, you know, we would look at the request and then usually call the person or email them back and have a conversation with them. So it, it kind of strategically works on a lot of levels because it allows us to engage with our alums and then people in the community and not just kind of send them our stuff without any conversation or without any relationship building. So it, it serves as a way for us to get an initial request, but also have a conversation with people um and you know most of the time people look at just the digital version but there are certainly instances where they say oh i kind of like that picture i wonder what i could get in a kit um they can physically get ranking cards or alumni pro tip cards we do have those um but those are just requested separately
0: i love the personalization aspect of this kit where you're really uh, personalizing the content that's in it to the individual who's requesting it. Are you concerned at all about the scalability of that tactic?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, you know, in terms of scalability, um, I mean, the first thing that we've got to do is manage expectations up front. And whether or not that's, you know, internally and with the requester, um, we've certainly managed the expectations internally about what exactly is this and why are we doing it. And, um, you know, we, we have a certain amount of kind of inventory that we can offer people, but we're also, we have no intention of becoming a fulfillment center um, or doing supply chain management or anything like that in our department. So um, the partnership that we have with our bookstore, with Barnes and Noble, would likely be where we would see that scalability. Uh, We would probably work out some deals with them in terms of, okay, how do we create this fulfillment cycle Uh, depending on the requests that we get.
0: You mentioned uh, teachers and alumni as being especially interested in these ambassador kits. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about some of the more popular audiences for these kits that you've described.
1: So definitely staff and alumni. Um, They've been the greatest sort of proactive advocates for this kit, mostly digital and um, which is great, I mean, it's it, if it's digital, it allows us the ability to say, hey, here's what's in the kit, but now that we heard that you needed it for XYZ, you might want to also look at some of these materials. And so, again, that's kind of where it becomes more scalable for us because it allows us to have that conversation with people about how do we provide them the right information that will help them get to what they're trying to find. So definitely staff and alumni. Um, and you know we, we make it a point to update our alumni association board and then other groups like our board of visitors with items that we either have added recently to the kit or just to, to reinforce the purpose of having a digital kit and then also the tangible version so that they can help be our champions for this and kind of spread the word as advocates for the university and for those constituency groups. So I think, I mean, definitely the alumni have been great proponents of it. And there's always more we can do to get it in front of people and to make sure that everyone knows about it. Um, Staff have really adopted it, probably mostly because we give away a majority of our swag on campus. And we've created something called Maroon Friday. And so on Fridays, people wear maroon to show their school spirit. And we also have a competition. So staff and faculty who wear maroon on Friday can compete in Maroon Friday challenges. So They can send us their photos of themselves kind of posing around the tiger or just kind of showing their tiger pride, and then they can win more swag. So it's kind of a cyclical thing, um, and we always try to promote ways that they can uh, find new things in this kit.
0: I love the gamification aspect here with the Maroon Fridays. I'm curious about... Uh, an audience that we really haven't talked a lot about, which is accepted students uh, and their parents. Have you thought about how you might position this ambassador kit to those audiences?
1: Yeah, so in terms of the admitted students, um, we also distribute what we call Tiger Boxes, and I don't wanna give away all our secrets, (laughs) but uh, Tiger Boxes is uh, something that's distributed over the summer to incoming first year students. And it's based on a concept of an of the month club. So basically we've got these tiger striped custom boxes and they're themed like an of the month club might be themed, right? So you might get the first one in June and it says dive into summer and it's got all these cool swag items in it, sunglasses, branded suntan lotion, um, a beach ball, whatever, right? Things that relate to summer. And then you might get one a month later that says deck out your den and it's got a branded pillowcase and poster and pennant, things that you would use to decorate your dorm room. So we're we're constantly trying to put branded materials that are meaningful to people in front of them and whether or not it's through a a kit per se, the the strategy is to... um, provide this kind of valuable item or valuable items to people and meet them where they are. If it's a student who's over the summer and they're, you know, going to come to Trinity and they're thinking about Trinity, but they're not yet maybe plugged into an ambassador kit, then we try to meet them where they are, which is let's just send them a surprise box, a tiger box to their house and show them how excited we are to have them as a student. And hopefully they'll be as excited in return. and, And so would their family. So, um that's one of the ways that we kind of promote the swag distribution to admitted students. We haven't tapped into parents as much as we probably should or can. Um so I guess I would classify the parent audience, both prospective and then current parents, as sort of a untapped group. Um and, you know, we've got a couple Facebook groups of parents who kind of talk amongst themselves and so we can, we can definitely put links and things to this ambassador kit in there. And I think they would appreciate it and get something out of it. So that's kind of the next phase.
0: You mentioned uh, meeting your audience where they are, and that, of course, goes beyond just an ambassador kit. I, I noticed Trinity, for example, has a large portion of marketing and communications material uh, available on the marketing and communications website, like desktop banners, social media images, branded PowerPoint templates. Uh, what's your goal with this wider variety of branded material?
1: We're all consumers, and so we know that we get bombarded with messages all day long. We get hundreds of emails. We, are distracted all the time by things and so we know that people are online we know that people are searching on their phones they're looking at a desktop and we know that people are cluttered in terms of their mind share like where they're kind of spending their time and their their energy so as as best as we can we're trying to put valuable information in one spot so that people can bookmark it they can go back to it they can Um, tell their friends about it very easily you know it's it's always you know i my my previous job i had a really great creative director and he always told me okay if you have an idea and you can't pitch it to me in a minute you probably need to rethink the idea not because it's bad but because it needs to be a little bit more succinct and so the this the concept is similar here where it should just be one link you know um And it should be easy to navigate, too. It's not overwhelming when you first go to marketing.trinity. So it's not like you have to say, oh, the link is marketing.trinity slash get to know your tigers slash blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just the plain and simple marketing.trinity. So um, that's the idea behind making sure that everything is in one place as best as we can. And, you know, we, we know that we're talking to a very different audience set. So we're talking to faculty, we're talking to parents of current students and alumni who, like I said, are all over the globe. So um, the more the more we can put everything in one spot, the, the easier it is to communicate among those groups.
0: Michelle, you also mentioned this uh, Parents Facebook group. I'm wondering about how you go about getting the word out about these resources.
1: So in terms of the the response from the community, you know it, I think we're lucky in the sense that, from what I've heard from people in, in other higher education institutions, this this concept of marketing is fairly new um, as it relates to this kind of if you build it, they will come kind of mentality. And at the end of the day, we're a brand like any other brand. And so people need to know what your value proposition is and why they should come or why they should download a PowerPoint from your tiger ambassador kit. What is the value exchange there? Why should I care? And so getting the word out to people does take a little bit of research, you know, where, what, what is the best way to communicate with them? Is it email? Um, is it Facebook? Is it Snapchat? Um, and so once we find that place, we try to, Find a balance between bombarding people to where it feels like it's sales, because that's certainly not the intent, and delicately plugging the information into the conversation so that it's meaningful. So, on the parent Facebook group, um, we might put a link to the Tiger Ambassador Kit around commencement, saying, Hey, you know, we know that you're kind of at the height of your Tiger Pride right now, your student's about to graduate. Um, Make sure you come to campus with your tower bells ringtone um, because they feel more connected at that point in time. It's always a challenge trying to figure out how to communicate to people and then make sure that they've retained the information. And, And that's part of the reason for having a central location that we can upload the content to this one place. And then hopefully when people come back every month or so, They say, oh, that looks new. I'll bookmark that and I'll come back again and see if there's something cool there.
0: A lot of these marketing tactics that we're talking about are are part of the larger influencer marketing theme that really started to take off in 2016 and has gone full mainstream here in 2017. Can you talk a little bit about why influencer marketing is so important to you at Trinity University?
1: Influencer marketing is really important to us because it really allows for an external advocate for your brand. And it is an authentic endorsement of whatever it may be, whether or not it's, hey, you should come to Spring Family Showcase or you should check out the Tiger Network or anything like that. So um, this kind of peer-to-peer recommendation is essentially how consumer brands are staying afloat in terms of, How do they differentiate themselves? It's based on reviews and it's based on somebody's friend or aunt or relative telling them about that particular brand and why they should use it. So influencer marketing is important to us and and identifying those people who have the credibility to endorse your brand and the aspects of it is also a challenge and one that changes all the time, but it's one that we're monitoring and we, again, try to be as authentic as possible for
0: Michelle, can you take me through what the keys to success are for Trinity University when it comes to influencer marketing?
1: Our success in influencer marketing, I think, has come from trust. And it's come from trust that people in the community, the Trinity community, know the brand. They have positive experiences with the brand. And whether or not they're an alum who has been on campus um, several years ago or they're a current student or a faculty member, that they have their own unique perspective, and it's one that we want them to talk about. And we've done several takeovers through social media. We have two blogs currently, uh, both of which are run by a student. Um, It's called the Trinity Perspective, and so it's written by students from their perspective, and we put that actually as ads, So we use that in our social media advertising. So it's not something that we just write about, it's what they've already written about. And we have the same thing actually for parents. We have a parent perspective blog and parents contribute to that. Everything from uh, how do I choose the right college for my kid or uh, how safe should a campus be and things like that. Questions that are on people's minds that we want them to bring up to us and to write about. So we're not the ones putting out that information Uh, We really listen to the audience talking to another person within that audience or um, somebody in the Trinity community. So um, trust would definitely be, I think, at the core of why it's been successful for us because we've definitely trusted that we're not going to give them the reins and they're going to say, yeah, Trinity is horrible. (laughs) I wish I had never come here. And we've done this for Twitter, for Instagram, for... Uh, Snapchat. We have a our mascot Leroy has a Snapchat account, Leroy the Tiger, and every Tuesday we try to have a Takeover Tuesday, and we give the Snapchat to um, an organization or a student um, just to get their perspective. So um, that's how I would classify our influencer marketing. It's it's definitely attempting to be as authentic as possible, and our students, at least at Trinity. Um, and our alums, I would expect them to call us out if we weren't authentic, and um, so that's also something that motivates us.
0: Michelle, can you talk a little bit about how these forms of influencer marketing are working in conjunction with other tactics, such as social media takeovers, for example?
1: That all works together because ultimately, at the end of the day, we want people to feel good about being a trinity tiger and being connected to the institution and you know through through our social media takeovers or whether it be through our willingness to put on the tiger ambassador kit our entire marketing communication strategy we're trying to establish this transparency where there's some co-ownership in the brand and what is being said about the brand and we're trying to give people an inside look into what goes on here, whether or not it's from the student perspective or the parent perspective. So, one of the things that has really helped with people wanting to proactively download the kit or participate in Maroon Fridays and things like that is this sense of ownership, this sense that, you know, we're going to actually follow through and say, you know, if you're, we, we had, for example, one of our biology professors who conducts research over the summer, she came to us and said, oh my gosh, it would be really great if my lab, who's studying lizards, can come and do a takeover on Leroy's Snapchat or Instagram account. I said, great, that's fine. I'd love for for us to get an inside look at your lab. And so those are the ways that we're trying to give people that inside scoop and allow people to have fun with it and put their unique spin on it and um, you know, show that we we value their perspective, and it's not one that has to be so rigid that it has to come from our department or nothing else. So, um, you know, when we see people come to us and say, we'd love to take over the account, we look at that like, you know, this is great. You know, this is great that they, A, think about us, B, know it even exists, and C, want to participate. So that level of engagement inside the institution is really key for us in continuously generating these people who are proud of the institution.
0: It's interesting to me, Michelle, listening to you talk about this, because it feels like what we're getting at is this real merging of influencer marketing, brand ambassadorship, and user-generated content. Do you see it that way as well?
1: Yeah. I mean, and one of the things that we have sort of to our advantage in the department specifically is, you know, within the marketing department, marketing communications department, we have video production, we have sports marketing, we have web developers, we have a UX specialist, we have designers, and uh, we have an analyst. And so we've got essentially our own mini agency here. So we're able to be agile in the sense that if somebody comes to us and says, we wanna do a takeover on social media, we say, great, here's the login. (laughs) And we then repurpose that content fairly quickly into potentially a blog. And then from that content, we might post it on our webpage, which in turn helps our SEO. So we're looking at all these things as connectors to, providing this information and, and like I said, meeting people where they are. We don't expect people to see it at every particular point, but hopefully through repurposing content, it maintains the authenticity, but also provides it in a different outlet that's consumable for people.
0: Michelle, thank you so much for joining the Hashtag Higher Ed Podcast. I've really enjoyed our discussion today. Uh, before we let you go, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online?
1: So you can find me on Twitter at MLBarto. That's my handle. And then on LinkedIn at Michelle Bartonico.
0: And of course, uh, every episode of this podcast, we ask our guests to give a few social shout-outs. And I believe you came prepared with a couple people in mind. Is that right?
1: It's It's interesting because I... I actually rarely look to higher education for inspiration, and that's not a knock on the industry by any means. But what I what we're trying to do is be really bold and come up with innovative ways to connect with people who are perspectives and, and for our alum as well. And so I, I tend to find that brands that do that are brands like Red Bull or Nike, and so. My rock stars, you know, I've got a combination here, but whoever does the marketing and public relations for Red Bull is definitely on my rock star list. Um, but in terms of higher education, um, I, I recently read a book called Breakpoint, and it's about the changing marketplace for higher education and just how the demographics are shifting there and and kind of what needs to be recognized and then done in turn to make sure that your institution is... Um, on the forefront for innovation or survival in some sense. And John McGee is the author of that book, and he's the vice president for planning and public affairs um, at the College of St. Benedict and uh, St. John's University. Every Friday, I watch Whiteboard Fridays, which is a kind of blog, video blog, that Rand Fishkin from Moz puts on. And it's usually him who talks, but sometimes he has other colleagues who are on Whiteboard Fridays. But they have a really good combination of SEO and content marketing. And, I mean, SEO is clearly their sort of sweet spot. But um, I always like to stay on top of the content aspect of communication. And what does that really mean to be storytelling? And how does that then fit into the technical aspect of it so just because you can tell a story doesn't mean anybody can find it and I like how Rand puts whiteboard Fridays I think it's really easy to digest I think it's applicable and it's clever in the sense that it is consistent and you you know to look for it every Friday and things like that so I always find a lot of value in at least checking it out and Again, I, I like this idea of, of storytelling and then seeing how it could be um, leveraged online and found um, through SEO and things like that. Um, one of the other books that I've read recently is called Illuminate, and Nancy Duarte is the author of that, and it's definitely a book that talks about this kind of S-curve of you know where people are in their in their journey and their brand journey. And um, I think for a lot of institutions, kind of hovering over this point where you're gonna take a leap, you know, you're gonna leap and you're gonna create this new structure. Or for us three years ago, we created marketing at Trinity. Uh, Before that, it was kind of a public relations and communications office. And so three years ago, we took a big leap as an institution and really tried to incorporate marketing as a mind shift and a culture shift here, and so we're kind of on that S curve and trying to figure out how do we grow this area and how do we make sure that we we are that kind of authentic voice um, for the university.
0: Yeah, big fan of Rand Fishkin, uh, and I haven't checked out those books yet, so I will definitely uh, be on the lookout to add to my collection here. Uh, Michelle Bartonico, thank you so much for joining the #HighRed podcast. I know I enjoyed our conversation. I'm sure our listeners will as well. And uh, we will talk to you again soon.
1: Yeah, thank you.